This is the Wealth Game Podcast, where business owners and investors learn the game of growing and keeping more of their wealth through the same tax and investment strategies used by the wealthy. Your host, Brent Beeman, is a CPA, tax advisor, and president of Beeman & Company. I'm going to run you through an, a scenario of how it might make sense and why it might make sense for you or your spouse to quit your job and focus on real estate. It's related to the, one of the last episodes I did where we talked about the real estate professional status and how reaching the real estate professional status, the 750-hour rule and doing more work in real estate than your other work, how when you meet those requirements, it can open up the opportunity for you to offset ordinary income with this passive real estate income. Here's how it would work with with a couple that's filing a joint tax return. So if you and your spouse or say one of you is a high income taxpayer, in in this example, let's say the spouse makes about $500,000 on their W-2 each year. And let's say you make about $100,000 a year on your W-2. You both, you both make a great income, uh, but I, I want to give you an example of how you could make more just in tax savings alone, more than the $100,000 wage. And whether it's you or your spouse, it would work either way, of course, but here's how it would work. If, if the spouse that makes $100,000 a year quits, stops working their full-time job, and either goes part-time and does more work in real estate, or quits and focuses on real estate and meets the 750-hour rule, and does more than your other work, if that spouse quits, all of a sudden now your real estate investments that you start acquiring could offset some of the wages of the spouse that makes $500,000 in a year. Here's an example of how it could work. If you make an investment and you purchase a real estate property worth, let's just say it's, it's worth through the acquisition price is $900,000. Well, you do need cash likely to come up with a down payment, and to acquire that rental property, but if you go and acquire that rental property, let's say you do, let's say you do two hundred thousand dollars down on this rental property. So you go have a seven hundred thousand dollar loan. You put two hundred thousand dollars down, and now you have this property. The spouse that was making the hundred thousand dollars a year, this spouse should be managing that property. This spouse should be putting all the time and effort into that property in order to meet the 750-hour rule. And remember, you've got to meet that. But what happens at the end of the year, assuming the rule is met, the spouse that makes 100 grand or was making 100 grand that now quit met the, the real estate professional status. When we're doing the calculations on the tax return after the end of the year, now all of a sudden, all of the depreciation benefits, all of the accelerated depreciation we can do from a cost segregation, whatever we can come up with or whatever can be created from that, that can offset W-2 income from the other spouse that makes $500,000 a year. The calculations on that would probably come out to be about a $300,000 deduction. We're normally, we're seeing about with these cost segregations, about a third of the property typically ends up being the type of property that can be depreciated quicker. And you'd, you'd want to go back and listen to the cost segregation episode specifically to learn more about the details of that. But in that example, the $500,000 
taxpayer, the, the person that receives the W-2 for that, your spouse, when you're filing the tax return, that, that will show up as positive income. You have, have 500000 of positive income, but a few lines down, after all the calculations are done, we're likely going to see about a $300,000 deduction from the real estate that was acquired because of this other spouse that quit their job and met those requirements. A $300,000 deduction when you're making $500,000 a year, that will give you more than a $100,000 benefit in that year. So just by this one spouse making 100 grand a year quitting and focusing on the real estate, you've got to have the down payment to acquire the property. But just by doing that, it would save you $100,000 in taxes. If the spouse that makes $500,000 never adjusts their withholding and just kept withholding at the normal rate, you're going to get a refund at the end of the year, a refund of about $100,000. You're going to get a lot of that money back that you had withheld and already prepaid through your W-2 withholding. If you do adjust your withholding, which I like, I recommend tax planning during the year, not just after the end of the year or when you're doing your tax return. Do some tax planning during the year. Figure out what you're going to owe based on this new estimated deduction and reduce your withholding. You don't, you don't need, it's not a requirement to overpay the IRS. They're getting a tax-free loan from you. They're not going to pay you interest on that. You'll have to wait until April or May or whatever the next year to get that money back. I would recommend adjusting your withholding if you're doing that strategy. Adjust the withholding and get the money now. Uh, but that is a great strategy. It's really fun. I love hearing when I've got clients that say, I just quit my job. Or my spouse, they just quit their job. We're doing this. We're jumping headfirst into real estate. We love hearing that. It's, it's just fun to just start with them on that path and run the numbers and start just not being limited with those deductions where you typically or normally be limited because of the passive loss limitations. So that is one of my favorite things to do. I highly recommend it. But just make sure you're following the requirements. Don't just start reporting things on your tax returns without actually meeting the underlying requirements. Make sure you understand those and it will accelerate your wealth and reduce your taxes. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe and please provide a review of what you thought of this episode. For specific topic requests or questions to be covered, please email questions at wealthgamepodcast.com.